0: Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine Podcast, priceless inspiration and advice for street photographers everywhere. Hi there, and welcome to episode 29 of the Street Photography Magazine Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, and this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers. And I'm really happy you've chosen to spend your precious time with us today. I hope you uh, find the show valuable. And enjoy yourself. Now today we're going to talk all about the good and unexpected things that can happen when you put yourself out there and you take a risk, when you step outside your comfort zone and try something that's probably a little uncomfortable. I'll tell you one personal story and you'll hear more from our guest today, Dublin street photographer, Des Byrne. But before we do that, I just wanted to tell you quickly that the February issue of Street Photography Magazine is out today. So if you're a subscriber, go to the website or open up your app and check it out. I think you're really going to like our featured photographer this month is Dino Jazervic. He's from Trieste, Italy. And he was the street photography winner of the 2017 Urban Photo Awards. He's a very talented guy with a very unique style, so don't miss it. And I also had an opportunity to speak with Mexico City-based photojournalist Keith Dannemiller. Keith was granted a residency to spend one month back in December in Wilson, North Carolina, as part of the annual Eyes on Main Street Festival held every year in Wilson which is another example of the value of putting yourself out there. Don't miss this story and don't miss his his photos. Keith is a very talented photographer, and I know you're going to like it. We have other stories as well. And if you're not a subscriber, then please pop over to Street Photography Magazine slash subscribe and give it a try. All right, here's my story. You may remember a couple months ago I wrote an article about street photography in Cleveland. That's my town. That's where I've lived for many years. And I did it initially to kind of prime the pump to get people to write more stories about their own town. Many people do a lot of street photography when they're traveling, and they seem to take their own local communities for granted. Everybody wants to shoot in New York and London and Paris and all those places, but a lot of good work can be done in your own town, which is why I wrote that article. About two weeks ago, as a result of that article, I was contacted by our our local public TV slash public radio station who wanted to do an article about street photography. They saw my article and were curious about it. So they asked me to come in and do an interview, and then they wanted to follow me around on the streets of Cleveland photographing. And then they were going to make a video out of it. Well, how could I say no? And it was a lot of fun although it was about 17 degrees Fahrenheit and very windy that day. So there weren't many people on the street. But they followed me around. Uh, I took a number of shots. We went into our our local farmer's market. It's called the Westside Market. Great place, by the way. If you're in Cleveland, you got to come in there and photograph. And talk about pressure. I mean, we were only out shooting for about 45 minutes to an hour. And they wanted me to come up with some photographs to put it in the article and to put in the video. Well, that's a lot of pressure because, as you know, you can spend days shooting on the street and not come back with anything worth publishing. But I did get a few good shots, and they included it in the, uh, in the article. Well, the call from the TV station was a very unexpected surprise. And the video they made is excellent. They did a, a nice job. In fact, the woman who created the video has won several Emmy Awards. So I hope it encourages more people in our local area to get out on the streets and record what's really going on, because I'd like to see more street photography taking place in Cleveland, because it's a great place to shoot. Speaking of putting yourself out there, let's talk about our guest this week, Des Byrne. Now, Des is from Dublin, Ireland, and he took up street photography not too long ago. And unlike many of us, he just didn't go out and shoot on his own and take his photos and keep them on his computer, maybe post a few on social media. No, Des stepped it up, and he started a local group in Dublin. He now has dozens of people who meet every month, and they go on photo walks. They have sponsors and prizes, and they have lots of fun. And as a result of that, he began to speak about street photography around his country to different photo clubs. And he's not stopping there. He conducts workshops and he's planning a photo exhibition in Dublin. It shows you if you step out of your comfort zone and you try something new and you do something that does make you feel a little uncomfortable, good things can happen. If you sit back at home, nothing's going to happen. So go out and try new things and let us know about it when you do. So now it's time to have a listen to Ashley and I Have a really nice conversation with Dublin street photographer, Des Byrne. Welcome to our interview. Today, I'm here with uh, my partner in crime, Ashley Hunsberger.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Yeah, hey, Ashley. Ashley, as you know, is our editor, and we have a special guest with us today, uh, joining us is Des Byrne. He's from um, from Dublin or the Dublin area. Anyway, he lives lives in the town of Bray near the sea. Gets to look at the water all the time. Des is a uh, he's in the engineering business for his day job. He's a sales manager for sounds like a pretty large engineering company. And when he's not doing that, he must be spending every waking minute on street photography because Des he's an avid I wouldn't even say avid I'd say he's a rabid street photographer. Does some really good work. He teaches workshops in Dublin. Next time I go back there, I think I'd love to take one of his workshops. Uh, he's an administrator in the always excellent black and white website. And he's the founder of the Irish Street Photography Collective, which I really want to hear about. And one of his photographs, which is one of my favorites of his, is called Baby Driver. And Ashley selected it as her favorite humorous photograph uh, submitted for our street shooters of the month and uh, that appeared in one of our issues a couple of months ago and you can hear all about it on the last edition of this podcast when we talked about these anyway des welcome thank you bob thank you Ashley. it's great to be here yeah it's good to have you i guess before we get into things what tell us how did you get into street photography and what keeps you coming back
2: I guess my journey into street photography probably started around 2011, 2012. And it's kind of a funny funny journey in a sense that I sat sat in on a local camera club back then. I was kind of new to photography. I'm probably a late starter because probably most people that you've interviewed in the past have probably said they've never been without a camera since they were young. I'm probably the opposite. I probably had a camera in my hand since I was 46 and not six. So it's kind of really only the last 10 years or so. But basically, I sat in on a camera club and uh, I thought I'd be interested in different genres of photography. But the camera club, in a sense, everybody was very technical about the gear. And it was like cloak and dagger about the photographs. And kind of it totally put me off photography for a while. And then I kind of found my own place. I found an interest in street. And it was actually after a family holiday, probably in 2005, when we went to New York. And I started taking more shots of people in the streets. And then it really developed
0: from there. You're a quick study, that's for sure. I think a lot of the people that we interview have started pretty recently. One person, wasn't it Ashley, that had only been doing it for a few weeks? Remember that?
1: Yeah, I think it, I think Angelina that we spoke to. Yes,
0: it was Angelina. Had only
1: maybe two months she had been doing street Yes,
0: it was really short, and she did some amazing work. Sometimes you just have it, I guess. yeah. I'm yeah, still trying I to said- find it.
1: <laughs> sometimes you have it, and sometimes you like looking at other people's work. <laughs> there you go.
0: That's
2: much easier. I think what Ashley's saying there regarding regard looking at other people's work is is really what helps you and brings you on quickly, you know? Because you're looking at... I mean, there is so much of it about now. Back down back in 2011, 2012, I mean, it wasn't as commercial and mainstream as it, as it is now. And uh, back down, for instance... I mean, what helped me in a sense as well, I went to look and I started looking for more street photographers and information on street photography. And uh, back then, I would have came across, there was a book by, uh, you probably know, uh, Chris Weeks, a photographer in Los Angeles. And uh, it was called Street Photography for the Purist. And it's actually, it's available as a free download. And back then, that would have been one of the first books that I came across on street photography. And since then, you know, a lot more have come on stream. Uh, I mean, there's so many to name, you know, they're coming out nearly every month. But back then, you had no real guidance or, 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 or you know, you could look at other photographs, but you couldn't physically get, get a book to look at on street photography.
0: Yeah, that's true. It has grown quite a bit last several years. Uh, very popular, which we're really happy about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you know that you were doing street photography then at that time? Or no? Was it just something you were drawn to the genre without knowing it was a specific
2: genre it was exactly what you said actually i think most people that i talked to as well over the years as well i mean they're doing street photography and they don't realize they're doing it and even when in within my own group there's people that joined it who had been doing street photography for a long time but it's only when they joined a group and they start getting into street photography and then they say i was doing this before it's just i didn't know it was street photography and i think that happens with quite a lot of people it's very common yeah yeah yeah
1: we've heard that from so many people I wonder, do you have a theory as to why that is? We've never really talked about that why, it, why your people are drawn to street photography without knowing it's a thing. What do you think draws people to that aspect of photography?
2: I'm not too sure about what draws them to that aspect of it, but I mean, I certainly not what draws them to street photography because it's you know it's, it's a fantastic genre, and it's just I mean, it's, I, I just find it very exciting and it's just and literally, literally as you both know, you, you don't know what's around the next corner. You know, I mean, I've gone to Dublin on the worst day of the year. It's lashing rain. There's nobody in the street. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you turn the corner and there's a protest. And you know, one of the shots I have is one of the ones on the banner page. I think it's on the banner page. Actually, may not be uh, or on my website. It's. Uh, to, it was in Dublin on one of those days that I came around the corner and there's a very famous building that probably passed in 2007 when he was in Dublin, called the GPO, the General Post Office, Mm -hmm. on on O'Connell Street, and the protest was actually there. And again, unusual for Ireland, it was a protest by Cameroons uh, against uh, France, uh, and it may have been the USA as well, some political uh, protest. But again, it was a horrible rainy day, and the shot I got was the lady who was doing the protest was eloquently dressed with a lovely big floppy hat, big earrings, and this uh, a megaphone in her hand, and the lashes around, and she was very vocal. And it was just, it was a, it was a great shot. A shot that I liked quite a lot. And as I said, like, you don't know what's around the next corner, and that's, that's the thrill of it, you know. And you never know what's behind you either. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> because I mean, it's all about look. As I say, when I have people out in the street, it's kind of you know, look, look left, look right, look up, look down, look behind it again, and that's the way it is, you know. And people. When I have them on the street as well, it's not all about It's not everything's not eye level, you know,
0: it's at every level. So why would somebody go to Ireland to protest against France?
2: Yeah, they're already living in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, Ireland's changed quite a lot because of uh, uh, refugees. And, uh, you know, it's more, it's, it's, it's more multicultural now than it's ever been.
0: Hey, let me ask you a question uh, before we keep moving. You said something about your camera club. You said it was all cloak and dagger. What did you mean by that? No,
2: there, there was a camera club that I sat in, sat in on uh, years ago. And what happened was, I think they had a competition and people were kind of, they were taking uh, photographs, you know, slightly out of their packets and kind of they were hiding them from you, looking at them. <laughs> it was just weird stuff. Oh, man. I mean, I, for, for a while, I, I used to come home and say, say to my wife, and say kind of, the people aren't very friendly. And then for a while then, I used to think it was me. And then... I met somebody else who had sat in it as well. He said, oh, no, they're weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wrong club. Well, then you formed yeah. your own.
2: Yeah, well, the, the, I think that's what happened because it kind of helped me in that sense. I, I, just, I decided to form the Street photography Group back in 2013. It's five years this year. Before then, what happened in the meantime, after I'd left the other club or that I'd sat in on, is that I, I started searching social media for people. They were into street photography and then i became friends with a lot of people like like yourselves probably do through social media great photographers like uh gabby ben abraham in israel back then and mm-hmm. tatsuya suzuki in japan and different people all around the world and rindsey ruse in los angeles was, was another one i've been friends on a long time you know i use i use that word loosely you know yourself friends on social media but some of them are, are very good friends at this stage and uh, so. I would have been looking at work on the international stage, how good it was. The sound was really good. And then I was also looking at it on the Irish stage, thinking it wasn't that great at all, in my humble opinion. So uh, I decided to do something about it. And that's why I said, I said I'd set up the Irish Street Photography Group and shared knowledge and information that I had from around the world with some great photographers, with others in Ireland. And it kind of snowballed from there.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. I saw a post, I, th- I guess it was in f- on Facebook, where you had, you did something with your group and there were a lot of people there. It wasn't very long ago. What was that?
2: No, basically, Bob, what, what's happened is, it's as I said, when, when I started at first, I think 20 people came along, which was uh, a, a lot of people back then. And it's kind of snowballed. I had to close it at one stage for a year or two to stop people coming in, admitting people, because... I actually run the group myself and uh, we have a set area. It's about two and a half hour walk. So we've used the same area for the last five years. So basically on average, we'd have about could be 40 to 50 people a month. Really? Four weeks. It's it's a free group as well, you know, so I don't charge for the group. And uh, so that's, that's part of the reason you get a lot of people in as well. But I mean, what I do is I break it into smaller uh, micro groups. So we'd have team leaders because if you've got 50 people walking down the street, you're going to be arrested. Okay. <laughs> it's just, and I know for a fact, as people listen to this podcast and they're cringing saying, how can they have so many people on the streets? But it's, uh, it works very well, you know, and there's a mixture of uh, people from professionals to students uh, you know, to amateurs, to people who have never done street photography before. And it's it's like a mini United Nations, you know? And it's, as I said, we split into smaller groups of five or 10 and uh, it works very well. And uh, we, to date, I think we've had three exhibitions as well. And the exhibitions play an important part. The first one we had probably back in 2014. But since then, what I've done is I've introduced uh, international photographers I mean, the last exhibition we had was two years ago. So, photographers that I would have invited in, international photographers, would have been the likes, would the likes of, likes of Tatsuo and Gabby and There would have been uh, Richard Sandler, who I'm sure you know, and uh, some other amazing photographers as well, and likes of Nick Turpin from In Public. Uh, uh, other names I can't think of right now. But I mean, again, I'm working on an exhibition for this year, and already uh, Jill Friedman. I said she'd take part. And also there's a, the daughter of Tish Murta. Tish Murta was a fantastic photographer from the north uh, northwest of England and she shot a lot of uh, documentary kind of street shots around the Thatcher years during the unemployment in the, in the northwest of England. So the standard of the exhibition itself is very good and then I mix it with people from um, from my group and at the end of the day People come to the exhibition. I ask them to pick their best photograph, and nine t- times out of ten, they'll pick some unknown photographer's shot over an international, well published photographer.
0: <laughs> Where is the exhibition, and when is it?
2: At the moment, it's in the planning stage. Bob, thanks for asking. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get a, a venue in Dublin at the moment. So if anybody can help us out, because the venue is always the hardest part and the most expensive part. And uh, but we're hoping to have it maybe. I know Photo Ireland is on, I think, in May. So having it during that event is probably a good time.
0: Whenever you get the details, make sure you send it to us and we'll be sure to write a post about it and share it on our Facebook and all that good yeah. stuff.
2: Thanks very much, Mel That's much appreciated.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, it sounds like you have a good um, a good thought there that to progress as a street photographer surround yourself by really great street photographers. Yeah. Is that kind of your idea?
2: Yeah, that's the idea because... The way, introducing them, I mean, the likes of Richard Sandler, who's worked in the 1980s subways in New York and all, are amazing. And uh, some other amazing photographers as well. So the idea is to introduce people in the group. A lot of them, who like you said, you were talking about earlier, about the girl who's only doing street photography a short while. I mean, a lot of them are people like that. So for them to produce one good photograph and get it picked in an exhibition with uh, well-published photographers. And another one is has actually become a friend, is uh, Dougie Wallace, who you may know uh, from... Uh, scotland he works out of london and uh he does he's still working on a book at the moment on dogs in new york and tokyo and india he's traveling all around the place so uh, people like doggy would have uh, been in the exhibition as well so it's to give people a chance to exhibit with these people and it, it works out pretty well and i think it's a nice idea you know
0: so do you get out and attend any of the other street photography festivals that go on around in europe
2: I don't, Bob. I just, I actually said to my wife last year that uh, I think there was two in London last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was one in Brussels. I think there was a small one in Luxembourg. And they're the only ones that I'm aware of at the moment. I know in the States and that you've got Miami and San Francisco and other places. So I kind of, I keep my finger on the pulse what's happening all around the place. But the, uh, I I think, I'm hoping maybe this year to attend one. That's the plan.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch. Uh... I keep uncovering more all the time. Yeah, but uh, the thing
2: I find is with a, a lot of them now as well, I mean, it's kind of like the competitions. A lot of them are becoming money-making machines, which I don't really like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of, I mean, there's one particular one, I won't mention the name, but it's kind of, it's just all the time. There's a, there's a competition nearly every month and everything's about 50 euros an entry, you know. So I'm kind of, I don't enter many competitions, but, but then if, if anyone's connected to me on Instagram, I must apologize because I am entering one at the moment. <laughs> and, <I'm posting. laughs> and, I, and the reason I'm doing that, I know I sound like uh, you know, a hypocrite, but it's it's free and it's a very good prize. It's a trip to Iceland, so I can't turn that down.
0: So let's back up and talk about the collective. If somebody wanted to create a collective in their own town, how would they get started?
2: Well, the group I did, what I do is I I, I set a up true there's a program if you google it's called meetup yeah yeah and meetup is fantastic and that's what the platform that i've used for the last five years i know i was was talking to a guy there's an indian guy in a group and he said to me oh why are you using meetup that's so outdated he works for facebook so he probably would say that but the uh it's it's been very good it's very easy to use which i like and it's i forget what the price is now it's probably i don't know about 30 or 40 dollars a year type of thing i'm guessing but uh, I, I just find it very easy, and a lot of people, I find there's a lot of people on it. You know, a lot of people. I think when they come to a new city, uh, if they're looking for something to do, they go into Meetup, and there's just there's every kind of event on it. You know.
0: Yeah, it's very big so, in my area. I know that.
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's it might be bigger in America than it is in Europe. Meetup, you know, And I don't know if a lot of people don't uh, don't realize it's there. You know, but it, I mean. I just, as I said, it's just the, uh, the simplicity of it and the cheapness.
0: With your meetings, I mean, do you actually hold meetings where everybody's together in a, a venue of some type or do you just meet on the street and go out and shoot?
2: Yeah, yeah. what we do is we meet every four weeks. It's it's not a club, so you, you don't pay a fee. You don't, you know what I mean, you, we don't bring people in. and Well, I had tried to bring people in, one or two, trying to, That's a different story, but I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, basically what we do is every four weeks we meet at quarter to 12, midday at uh, Trinity College in Dublin, which you know is a very nice place to meet, uh, right in the centre of the college. And then we split into the groups. We have a team for the week or the month at the moment because I've managed to get sponsorships every month now for the rest of the year. And So basically what we're doing then is we're running the group in conjunction with uh, our Instagram page as well, so we're, we're having a sponsored prize for the best uh, photo of the month so basically when a lot of people are new to street photography as you both know the, the greatest fear is shooting on the street so they find it easier to shoot with a group or within a group and uh, that's basically the idea um, but also we'd have a theme and the theme can be anything simple from some you know shadows or back of heads or umbrellas or reflections and shadows and colors and different things for the month of February with Valentine's Day. I think the team is romance. <laughs> so it should be interesting to see what the shots turn out like.
1: And you said earlier, is your goal to improve the quality of street photography you see coming out of your area?
2: Yeah. In, in Ireland as a whole, back then, as I said, in my opinion, the standard wasn't great because a lot of people aren't aware of it. You know, as you said earlier, they may have known they were doing it, but they didn't realize what it was called. So I think that's basically it. So, what happened was then with the group, it attracted a lot of people from camera clubs around the country. And on the agenda at camera clubs in Ireland, you, you'd never find street photography. You'd always find portraits or landscape, yep. different talks and different things. Street photography wasn't on the agenda uh, in Ireland anyway. So my idea was well, this is great now because we, we're getting people here from camera clubs from all around the country and they're going back to their camera club saying, I tried this street photography and there's a group in Dublin and, and it's great. And, and then all of a sudden, it's appearing on the agendas, and I start going around giving talks in camera clubs around the country, and and, uh, and a lot of them would look look at me like I had three heads, <laughs> because it was just you know, what's this weird, what's this street photography? But it's kind of it has snowballed, and as we said earlier, it's gone more mainstream. So there's a lot more people involved in it, but uh, again, there is it's again you can't you've no control over what people are looking at on different pages and. You know, and there is a lot of rubbish out there as well, you know, in my opinion. I said I hate to say it, but there is, you know.
0: Well, it's it's like anything else. Uh, when there's a lot of it, most of it's yeah. not going to be very good. Like yeah. cable TV.
1: Do you guys, when you get together and go out on the street to shoot, do you do any post-group meeting and look over each other's photos or anything like that?
0: Yeah,
2: well, we they post We have a We have a separate kind of uh, – we used to post the pictures all on – uh on Meetup, there's a section for posting the photos and that. But then I started up, there's a Facebook page as well, just for people who are members. And so we'd kind of throw the pictures on that and do a bit of critique on that as well, you know.
0: And I'm sure Meetup probably has a limitation as the number the number of photos you can upload.
2: It is very limited, you know, but Facebook is good, you know.
0: Yeah, we just started a Facebook group, I think, last week. You'll have to join.
2: Yeah, it's, it's good luck with that. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> It'll be hard work. Uh
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our our page is very busy, and so we just started the group. We kept it as a closed group, so we're yeah. trying to decide. The first, maybe the
2: hardest to... part is, as we said regarding it's the hardest part is trying to filter the photo photographs. You know, and you know what you think is good. Somebody else might think is rubbish, and vice versa. You know. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. just, but I mean, I was going to write a piece last night and just say that, you know, uh, street photography is now kind of, uh, well, is it now kind of puddles, pigeons and umbrellas, you know?
0: When you visit a camera club in another city and you tell them what street photography is, mm-hmm. what do you tell them? What's your definition?
2: Oh, I don't think there is one. <laughs> As you know, it's very subjective. I don't think I'll get into that. <laughs> it could open a landline. It's so subjective, as you both know, and kind of, and uh, and most kind of, uh, I think most threads on the internet are are about you know what is street photography, what it is, what it isn't, you know. And it's like, and you can throw in photographs then of the homeless on top of that, and you'll get another thread that's pretty lively. It's just, uh, I, you know, I I like shooting. Just I was reading a piece today as well. I was looking at somebody was saying about shot street photography somebody had a photograph of somebody in a boat and they were saying kind of oh uh, you know to them this is street photography and you know and street photography is everywhere and everything you know but I'd be kind of more of the kind of I, I like city street photography to me is kind of more the city and the streets in the city you know and a lot of people don't agree with that I know and I know if you google it and look at other you know, uh, definitions, they'd say, oh, it could be anywhere in the park and on a mountain. and But that's kind of not my definition. I'm kind of more, I like, like it being the city. But then with the photograph that Ashley likes, the one called uh, Baby Driver, mm-hmm. to me, then you could say, well, that's not a city. You know, it's in the front of somebody's driveway. <laughs> mm,
0: but it could be a driveway in the city. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where it was.
1: Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's something we've been talking to people about lately is how can we capture so much of the United States, for example, is suburbia yeah. and it's not incredibly urban, yeah. but we have seen a few people actually achieve what looks like a pure street photograph in mm-hmm. those suburban environments. So we've just been kind of talking about the challenge of that and Getting but something that looks like it actually is street photography in less urban environments—it's definitely a challenge.
2: But I think the problem actually is, it's 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 not where it is. I think it's just it's the name street photography is the problem.
1: What should yeah. we call it? Sub- what, suburbia I, photography. There's an, <laughs> oh, there's
2: an article during the week. I don't know if you've seen it. There was a guy who was a student of uh, Winogrand, and he said uh, street photography should be replaced with a, a better term. And some of his terms were public photography,
0: mm-hmm.
2: urban candidates, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what do you call it, unposed uh, photography.
0: I saw should, that.
2: Should we just dump street? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's just a
2: name. It's yeah. Just a name.
1: yeah. It's
2: a name. It, but the thing about it is, you know, people might argue about the name and the whole lot, but the way I look at it is street photography is an art form. It's been around for a hundred years and when we're dead and gone, we'll be around for the next hundred years. And that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. It'll be, it'll be called something else then.
1: I have a question about, I saw you have on your website, uh, from the hip Airbnb experience. What yeah. is that about?
2: Well, I thought you'd never ask actually, because this is the
1: uh,
2: <laughs> <photographers>. same. <laughs> no, what happened about a year ago, uh, there's a friend of mine, uh, street photographer in London. Um, She'd set up uh, an Airbnb uh, street photography experience. So basically everybody knows Airbnb. You, you know, you, you book a, a house or an apartment mm-hmm. somewhere. But uh, what happened was they started in certain cities to introduce uh, what's called Airbnb experience. So basically, if you're staying in an Airbnb accommodation or any accommodation, really, you can go onto Airbnb and look at their experiences. It can be from anything to cycling, walking, cooking. And one of them actually is street photography. So when they set it up, they were looking for ideas for Dublin, on uh, somebody to do different experiences in the city. And uh, so I, I approached them or sent them uh, the idea of the uh, street photography. Basically, it's what I'm doing for free for the last five years, except I get paid for it. Great. So you've so, used the same
1: setup as your collective
2: yeah people is, who come
1: in and visit?
2: yeah, so basically the only added uh, the added uh, extra would be that I go through a bit of history of Dublin on the walk. Okay. Uh, uh, the other thing as well is that uh, the people who have booked has been interesting because uh, the people have before Christmas, I had four people. I think two of them are from Nevada and two from New York. Oh, wow. uh, so I've had some people from Utah, from Dallas, from basically from all over the states in the last year. So, there's a lot of American people come to Ireland and they're looking at the experience and they're, they're booking it. It costs basically I think it's uh, forty or fifty dollars, I think
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: off the top of my head and basically, it's a two and a half hour walk around Dublin taking photographs and taking in some history
1: okay. do you actually so you give them some history and then you take them to good spots for street photography yeah, in Dublin. Yeah, along the way
2: so we're, we're, we're walking along the way and, I, and i'm showing them tif- different streets and pointing out don't take a photograph of them because they're a bit cranky <laughs> 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 this, at this stage i know a lot of people who are not to take photographs but the uh so i showed them to uh, some of the streets it's, it's interesting streets that they wouldn't know on a weekend break
1: yeah a local's point of view
2: yeah and uh because one of the other One of the other experiences that's done very well, there's a lady, just a non-street photography experience. Basically, uh, you go to her house in Dublin. uh, She'll teach you how to make an Irish stew and uh, bake a cake. Mm -hmm. You go to to the local pub, uh, say, have a Guinness, come back, and then it's all ready to eat. So that's very popular.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that actually sounds really fun.
0: (laughs) Is it more tour than photography? or I mean, do you actually teach photography while you're doing it?
2: Yeah, well, basically, I'd be I'd be shown different techniques on the streets and different things, you know, because I mean I'm not a technical person when it comes to cameras, and to be honest, I'm probably the worst in the world, you know. <laughs> but 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 I'm more about the shot, you know. I mean, in street photography as well, I think it's more forgiven than other genres of photography, and you can get away with different things. But I mean, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd I'd be shown just I mean a lot of people when they, when as I said earlier they're afraid to shoot in the street. And one of my favorite streets in Dublin that you've been down. When you were here, it was Grafton Street, just around the corner from where you stayed, but Mm -hmm. 2007, it's only a small, narrow street. Yeah. But it's it's a very busy street. So everybody in Grafton Street is a tourist. Everybody has a camera. So nobody has anything to be afraid of taking shots in Grafton Street. And again, it's just getting them, as you said earlier, to, to look left, look right, look up, look down, kind of teaching people to look. I mean, sometimes even within the group, you know, people say, like, can you give me some advice? And I say, the best advice is probably not to take your camera with you, just sit in a cafe, have a coffee, and observe people on different days and how they react to different weathers. Because Dublin on Grafton Street is, a, is on Grafton Street on a nice day, it's really busy. You've got lots of buskers. Dublin's famous for its buskers playing music on the streets. As soon as it rains, the street goes silent, the buskers oh, disappear, yeah. everybody starts running, holding on to their collars, The umbrellas are blowing inside out. So. Mm-hmm. It changes every day
1: yeah that sounds like a really good experience because um, you know like you say in this Grafton Street with so many tourists you feel comfortable just having your camera out but if you take them to some places that are maybe less yeah. traveled having a local person with you gives you the confidence to say okay I know nobody's going to get upset at me here or yeah. well, it just kind of gives you an added confidence to shoot
2: <laughs> yeah I did actually have there was a guy from Germany actually uh, I think it was before Christmas as well, a few weeks before Christmas, and he had he had a kind of a he had a long lens on the camera, and so we went up on the other street, which wouldn't be as nice as Grafton Street, just let's say it like that. And <laughs> we were down that street taking photographs, and of course, I was trying to be discreet and telling them maybe we shouldn't take, to put, keep the, put the camera away, you know. But he was pointing the camera a bit much, and it was one of those streets that you <laughs> could actually get into trouble. So I was kind of glad when I kind of rushed him off that street. Yeah. Yeah, did you had
1: you second-guessing your your decision to this yeah. <laughs> this store. I
2: was a bit nervous that day, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good though. I I can see why it would be so helpful to just have a local person with you, a fellow street photographer who knows the area.
2: Yeah, and it, I mean it's not badly expensive either. As I said, like I'm doing. No.
1: It, I mean, Very roof, reasonable.
2: Yeah, as I'm doing it for the last five years, and it's kind of it's been free, and it's kind of. You know, it's been great. So when the Airbnb thing came along, I said, "Well, why not?" So I put in for it, and I hadn't heard from them for a while, and I thought I kind of gave up on it, you know. But and then people, and then they took it on board, and it kind of we kind of uh, worked on it a bit, and it's kind of it's worked out very well, to be honest, you know.
1: And no, Did you really- take inspiration from other people who had already created street photography experiences on Airbnb?
2: Uh, no. Well, actually, yeah, the girl in London, actually, that I know, she she had done it. And that's the okay. first time I'd heard of it. And I'd seen hers. And I said, that looks interesting, you know. And I just kept an eye on it, then, And uh, i I seen it. Uh, they were starting it in Dublin. So I said, I'll, I'll try this. And it's, it's kind of worked out very well. I mean, to be honest, I don't make a lot of money because, I mean, it costs me money to go to Dublin in public transport and mm-hmm. I have to find myself. and Again, it's, it's, it's pocket money. It's cappuccino money. So it's great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you
2: know, it's nice to make it up for your hobby.
1: So it's two and a half hour um, photo walk, basically.
2: Yeah, for the, for the Airbnb and for the Irish Street Photography Group.
1: Does that why that why that amount of time? Is there a reason? Uh, I, I think
2: it's sufficient enough. You know, I I, I find two and a half hours. I, I just that time works very well. You know, I mean, we we I think people just do like the social aspect of it. To be honest, well, my yeah. group do anyway. with the weather in Ireland, we can't really stay much longer.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: as long as the weather allows. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly because I mean, some days can be really miserable here. You know. Um, then we we don't really get seasons like probably I don't know sure if you get seasons where you are. But we don't get proper seasons, you know. No. Yeah,
1: I don't. <laughs> Bob gets seasons. <laughs> I
2: do. Yeah, I so think you get a nice warm season actually.
1: Oh yeah, we we're, we're having winter right now, and it's basically a month or two of temperatures in the fifties and forties, which oh, is not God. bad.
2: Look at you. Yeah. yeah,
1: but in the summer it's sweltering. I don't think you could do much more than two and a half hours. Yeah. If it was midday, oh, especially, you it, would have heat exhaustion.
0: <laughs> it's just downright brutal. You might as well be honest with them. Florida yeah. in the summer <laughs> is rough. Yeah. yeah, when I went to Dublin, I mean, we were, uh, we were in Ireland for, I don't know, 10 days, and it must have rained every day. I felt right at home. It's a novelty, I suppose.
1: Does it rain all day, or does it rain no. in
0: no, it's kind of
2: it's it's unpredictable, you know. It's kind of we got a lot of rain in January. We kind of, uh, you know, it's well, it's unpredictable, actually. You know, I mean, we get four seasons in one day, you know, Every day. I mean,
1: I feel like I see um, varied climates in your images. Sometimes even sunny. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, we think a few years ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: I we, guess that means you have to be prepared for seasons. anything as far as yeah. the gear you take along too, right?
2: Yeah, I remember mean, I mean, when I'm going out, I mean, I have raincoats and umbrellas and I'm, I'm ready for everything. You know, I have a, I have a I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I have a man bag. And,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I shouldn't say that in front of the uh,
1: <laughs> The weather just, requires you to take a MERS.
0: <laughs> You've got to keep things dry. Uh,
2: exactly. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, rather than makeup and stuff like that. Bob.
1: <laughs> Let's call it a, a camera bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, that's right. A fancy camera bag. (laughs) I see you're also an administrator on the uh, black and white street photography site.
2: Yeah, black and white is an interesting one. After I would started street photography for a while then, I I was submitting a lot of photographs to the site. And then I got invited to uh, become part of the team. I'm actually, I'm not on it anymore. But uh, I'm very good friends with uh, uh, the guy Gardner Hamilton from Scotland, who lived in Chile at the time, actually started the site. And it would have been one of the earlier sites back around 2012 or so. And uh, back then when you put in street photography into Facebook, not that many sites came up. And street photography was probably one of the bigger ones and one of the uh, the early ones. And they would have been one of the uh, the pioneers as well of uh, kind of bringing out a photo book for their members because we brought a photo book out probably about, I'm not too sure, it was probably about five or six years ago as well. Uh, back then there wasn't too many people uh, bringing out street photography books for their page members so uh, again it was really interesting it was, it was nice you know and they used to critique on pictures and different things so it was, it was an honor to be part of it you know and uh, and then i was also asked to join the uh, collective at the time which is the uh, art photo feature collective and uh, i left that after a while but uh, again, it was nice. I was honored to be asked to be part of it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good example for everything. It seems like since you started, you've surrounded yourself just with tons of people who are passionate about street photography and really good street photographers as well. I yeah. Think that's something that can really help you keep going with it, not lose motivation, feel inspired.
2: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm inspired by a lot of these people. A lot of these are really, really good photographers. You know, his work I admire and uh, I've become to know, know a lot of them, you know, through social media and through Facebook and that. And uh, I mean, it's, it's like the exhibitions. I can send a message to a lot of people around the world and, you know, really good photographers and ask them to be part of an exhibition and, and, and they'll come on board, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful for that, you know. And and as I said, like I'm delighted to have shared the information of the, the contacts that I've made over the years with people and introduce them to the photographers and the ebooks and the different pages and i mean i mean again I mean, different magazines and stuff i mean like i mean i think bob's featured one or two Irish photographers as well and one or two from the group are featured as well which mm-hmm. is no and again it kind of gives them the confidence so i'm delighted you know really huh?
1: yeah when you invite um, international photographers to your exhibits do they actually physically go to the exhibit or do you just show their work
2: I just showed her work, but I mean, one or two of them, have, 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 I think, have said they'd like to come or they'd be interested in coming. You know, I mean, I've yeah. no problem with that. I mean, I mean, they're more than welcome. I'd put anybody up in my house if I had a room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have <laughs> an Airbnb room as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, uh, no, no they, they they do. Some of them do, and some of them don't. You know, but it's uh, no, no, not many have come at the moment. You know,
1: but like you say, it's still nice to be able to share their work.
2: Yeah, but it's, it's it's for me, it's it's important to it's kind of to show, show their work in, in Ireland because a lot of them maybe have never shown work before in Ireland, except for the likes of uh, Jill Friedman, who, who said she'd take part now, uh, this is before Christmas, uh, if I get my act into gear and have an exhibition mm-hmm. this year. Because I think Jill has been to Ireland several times and she's brought out a couple of books on Ireland as well. I mean, for somebody of her, of her stature, you know, who's taken photographs during the Martin Luther King protests and stuff like that, I mean... And some of her, her images in New York. I mean, I know she spent time with the fire department and uh, with the police department, and her images are fantastic.
1: So, Des, we you've done so many interesting things with your collectives, workshops. That we haven't talked a lot about your photography, but you really have some standout images on your website. Um, there's one that I really like with a lot of ice cream. You might know which image I'm talking about just by yeah. that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's, uh, as, as I said, I, I live in a, a resort in a seaside town, uh, 12 miles from Dublin, and uh, that shot was taken around 2012. Every July we have an air show, and we have about 80,000 to 100,000 people attend. And wow. Basically, on the promenade area, it's, as you can see, those people are pretty squashed together.
1: Yeah, uh, so it looks like you're pretty, close to them. Very yeah,
2: close. I'm really close. and Basically, I'm squashed as well. So I could basically see the girls coming towards me with hands full of ice cream. Was kind of. I also then seen the guy coming towards them with the dark chocolate ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I like the play on the two lots of ice creams and so many ice creams. So was yeah. head, it's kind of taken from the It's kind of. It was just like one of those kind of quick second shots, and I took it. But the, the great thing about that shot was that uh, I I sent it in for uh, I think the Irish Times. Back then, had a a, a, a photography photography uh, competition, and I sent it in. Uh, I think it's the first year they had street photography section, and it was shortlisted in that competition, which and got a, an honourable mention as well, which I was very happy with, to be honest.
1: Nice. Well, that's just one image. You have so many images that are definitely. I would recommend everybody go and and look at Des's work because you really have some very powerful images um, on your website. So I know we haven't got to talk about your photography much today, but definitely we really both Bob and I really enjoy looking at your photographs.
0: Thanks very much, Ashley. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, you have a you have a very good sense of humor.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think the thing about it is that uh, I mean, I do like Martin Parr, right? Because, again, I live in a, re- a resort and he did have a book out called years ago, which happened to be this uh, a book and there was a song about where I live. Years ago, it was called The Last Resort. And you, if anybody knows Martin Parr, you know, he had a book out also called The Last Resort. And there's no connection whatsoever. One of the other photographers that I like, which I kind of like, is Tony Ray Jones. is an English photographer who died very young from cancer, I think, in the, in the 70s. And he would have shot with Winogrand and a few other people. But again, he, he brought a book out on, I think it was on Seaside Resorts in the UK, and again, he's good humor in his shots and I kind of liked his work. And one of his photographs that I, I really like, there's a troupe of dancers. I don't know if you have time for this or not, but there's a troop of dancers in the UK called the Britannia Coconut Dancers. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And basically, basically, if you Google them, you'll see that they're uh, they're men with their faces painted black in, in skirts. Okay. It sounds like this has all gone a bit weird. uh, (laughs) I think I've heard of them. Yeah, but basically it's a historical thing. It's to do with the miners in the UK, and there's a connection there. I'm not sure off the top of my head what the whole connection is, but they're a famous dance troupe, and they're still going today. But uh, uh, Tony Ray Jones took some interesting shots of them, some humorous shots of them. And a couple of years back, they were actually in my hometown as well, and I got a couple of shots of them, which I I liked. And One of them in particular was uh, they were on the main street of my hometown, before the parade started going into the local pub dressed as they do. And there's two kids, small kids with shamrocks painted on their faces kind of looking at them going in, you know, these grown men with their faces painted black in these dresses. It's just, it's kind of funny. So I kind of, I like humor in the shots. I think it's important, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't think we see enough of it. No,
2: no, no. I think it's, and it's there's so much of it out there and, you know, it's, it's so easy to do, you know, I think, I think, I think it's important, you know, I think it's important for not just street photography, but in your life, you need humor.
0: Yeah, that's some... for sure. Tez, you're a busy guy. What's next for you?
2: Well, on Saturday, I have a meetup. <laughs> uh, the week after <laughs> that's that. <very> soon. <laughs> yeah, So uh, this Saturday, we have the meetup, up uh, I'll be given a prize. We, we have a voucher for last last month's winner of a competition we had. And then the week after that, um, I've got a camera club from, uh, it's, it's a place called County Mead in Ireland. So there's, I think it's four or five people coming out. So I'm bringing them out. And then the week after that, I think I've got three or four people then on airbnb so let's keep them busy and then the exhibition hopefully
0: wow you don't let grass grow under your feet do you
2: yeah but the,
0: i know well but the only thing is i
2: mean, you know, i don't have enough time to get out myself and take shots no <laughs>
0: i get that
2: no i, I was just going to say i don't get enough time to go out and take shots and that uh i mean what i always say to people as well within the groups and different things is that I mean, the good photographers say if you get one good shot a month, that's 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 a result. I'm probably averaging maybe two a year. Well,
1: You've... good thing you have a good archive of images.
2: Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you online? Yeah, on www.desborn.photos. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
0: And yeah, we'll be sure to include all of those links. You got one of those dot .photos. Uh... Well, Des, hey, thank you very much. Really... Uh appreciate the time
2: yeah thanks a million i mean and thank you to ashley as well i mean i'm really honored you know i mean i'm always honored when people kind of like my work so it's kind of you know it's I'm, i'm delighted thank you
1: yeah we're glad we could speak to you today and keep in touch and let us know anytime you have events coming up so we can let um the street photography magazine community know as well
2: thank you very much you're very welcome thank you ashley thank you bob
0: Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. It is the number one source for inspiration, education, and publication for street photographers everywhere. It's made by street photographers for street photographers. Street Photography Magazine is published once a month, plus a few bonus issues throughout the year. Each issue includes an interview with our featured photographer to discuss how they work and take a deep dive into some of their photos. It also includes photo projects and photo stories from photographers around the world to inspire you. And it's a place for you to publish your work to be recognized. For example, the Street Shooters of the Month section of the magazine. It features photos from members of our community. And many of our featured photographers have been selected from that group. So stop trying to go it alone and join the community. All of this for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Stop over and subscribe now at streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe.